in today's very special Christmas episode of the Pastor Brad Rocks podcast. Hey dude, Pastor Brad here. Merry Christmas. We are finishing up a little short series we've been doing, walking through this Christmas series. If you missed any of the previous Christmas episodes, this is number five. Go back and check them out. You're going to be blessed today. We're going to talk about the fact that because of Jesus, because of Christmas, because of what Jesus came to accomplish, we who put our faith in Jesus, you, if you've done that, you're a child of God. You've been adopted into the family of God. That has huge implications for your your life. We're going to unpack that today. We're also going to do a little bit of headbanging, man. I can't wait to share with you the last two tracks from my brand new Christmas album called Have a Metal Christmas. We're going to get to all of that shortly. I'm glad you're here. God is in this. Remember, it's never by accident, man, that you happen to be listening to this. I say this almost every episode, and I believe it to my core. It's not by accident that you're here. God is working in this. He has some awesome things he wants to share with you. I am so ready to do it. I know you are too, man. So let's do it. Hey man, Merry Christmas, Pastor Brad here, your online Jesus-loving 80s Christian metal pastor. Thank you so much for joining me for this very special Christmas edition of the Pastor Brad Rocks podcast. Wherever you happen to be listening to this, be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you're enjoying these podcasts, whatever platform you happen to be on, if there's an opportunity to leave a comment or give a thumbs up or share it, really would appreciate it if you would do that for me, man. That'll help the show to grow, help us reach out to some more classic metal fans and share the good news about Jesus with them, man. And now let's move on to the point of today's episode. Okay, dude, if you've lived in this world for more than five minutes, you've heard somebody say, we're all God's children. We're all children of God. Sounds so sweet. It's not true. Not at all. The Bible does not teach anything close to that. What the Bible teaches is that we're all God's creation. God knits every child together in their mother's womb. They are precious to him, okay? But because of sin, we have been separated from God and we are not in his family. This is why we have Christmas, because God loves us and didn't want to leave us in a separated place. He didn't want us to be outside the family, so he sent his son to die on that cross, to shed his blood, to redeem us, to make a way for us to put our faith in him as our savior and be brought back into the family. That's super important for us to understand. And today, we're going to look at the tail end of Galatians chapter 4, verse 5, where Paul tells us that because of what Jesus has done, when we put our faith in him, we are adopted. That is a powerful word, and we're going to unpack that a little bit. We have received adoption as children of God. Man, this is awesome. Can't wait to get into it. But first, let's rock out a little bit, all right? Let's get our heads banging. This is track number nine from Have a Metal Christmas. This is my 80s metal rendition of the classic, classic, classic tune, Go Tell It on the Mountain. Enjoy.
Here's what the Bible says in Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 and 5. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might have adoption unto sonship. Today we're going to focus in on the very last phrase of verse 5, where Paul says that we might receive adoption to sonship. That word adoption, Paul used that very intentionally, and it is dripping with meaning for us. It's a legal term. This means that God adopted us. Think about if you adopted a child, you would go through a process, you would sign papers, you would take uh, responsibility for that child, and that's what's going on here. God says, I'm bringing you into the family. I am becoming your father, right? I'm going to care for you. I'm going to watch over you. There are incredible privileges that come with being a child of God. And literally in the first century, just like today, when you come into a family, you receive all the privileges that come with that family, whatever those are. And when you're adopted into God's family, there's a lot of privileges. One of them is an inheritance. We'll get to that in a second. So that's an awesome privilege. But also when God makes a promise, and there are hundreds of promises in scripture, he's making those promises not to the general public. He's making those promises about his faithfulness, his goodness, his provision, his love, his joy, his mercy, all of it. When God makes a promise, he makes those promises to his people, i.e. to his kids. That's important to understand. So in Christ, as a child of God, all of God's promises are for you. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, Paul says, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are all yes. And that means they are true. And then he adds this cool little phrase, this important little phrase at the end. They are yes in Christ. In other words, they are true for everyone who has put their faith in Jesus. Man, that is so powerful. And that really draws a distinction that maybe doesn't need to be said, but maybe it does. Just living your life and saying, oh, I'm a good person, that does not bring you into God's family. Everyone has to accept the first part of Galatians 4, 4, and 5, that we need to be redeemed, that we are broken, that we need a Savior, that we have all fallen short of God's standard in the law, and that Jesus came to redeem those under the law, right? And when we confess that and, and, and turn to Christ and, and put our faith in Him and trust Him and become a follower of Jesus, then we are children of God and all of His promises are yes for us. In Romans chapter 8, verse 16, Paul is speaking about the, the experience of a child of God. And he says, listen, the Spirit himself, the Holy Spirit, who comes to live within us when we receive Christ, the Spirit himself testifies. That means he speaks, right, with our spirit that we are God's children. I love this. Every time I get quiet and I think about this, I can hear God's Spirit. I'm, I'm not trying to be weird or anything like that. I'm just saying what Paul's saying here, I experience every day, every time I think about it. I hear the Spirit saying to me, Brad, yes, you are God's child. You are God's child. And the cool thing about the word testifies, it's a verb and it's present tense, which means it's continuous. So the Holy Spirit never stops reminding us that we are God's children. We are God's children. Friends, if you receive Jesus, he's moved in and he's there to remind you over and over again, you are my child. It's awesome. In Galatians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, now remember, we've been looking at verses 4 and 5, so this is right, what comes right after this, okay? So we've received adoption as, as children of God, and then in verse uh, 6 and 7, here's what Paul says. Because you are his sons, or daughters, because you are his kids, God sent the spirit of his son into your hearts. 
That is the Holy Spirit. And he, he describes him here. The Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. He's kind of kind of saying something similar to what he said in Romans chapter 8. That, but the Spirit inside of us calls out and, and leads us to call out, Abba, Father. And the word Abba there is, is a word that means Daddy. It's a very tender word for Father. And so we're not just saying, oh, Father. I mean, there's definitely a, a, a place for the reverence factor in our relationship with God. God is is our Father in heaven. He is high and lifted up, but he's also our Abba. He wants us to crawl up in his lap. He wants us to bring him our hurts and our struggles and, and just spend time with him and tell him about our favorite things and, and just smile and walk with him and look at a sunset and say, oh, Abba, Abba Daddy, that, that's an awesome sunset. Thank you for that. You know, just have that kind of a relationship with him. And this whole process of God adopting us and putting his spirit in us moves us into that kind of a relationship with him. So Paul says he's put his spirit in us that calls out Abba, Father. And then he says, so you are no longer slaves or you are no longer a slave. What were you a slave to? You were a slave to your old brokenness. You were a slave to this world. You were a slave to the consequences of sin, right? In your flesh and cut off from God. You're no longer in that place but you are God's child. And since you have been made his child, God has made you also an heir. Wow. Now, that word heir keeps coming up. Listen to what Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. I'm going to have to unpack this as I go along because there's so much good stuff in these verses. He says, Praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, now, note, this is Jesus' Father as well. There's teaching throughout the New Testament that in addition to being our Savior and our Lord, Jesus also at the end of all things will step into a role of our elder brother. So he'll always be our Lord, but in heaven, Christ will also be our elder brother and we'll all be part of this family of God. It's awesome. So anyway, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's also our Father. In his great mercy, in the Father's great mercy, he has given us, inject, through faith in Jesus Christ. He has given us new birth. We were dead in our sin, but through our faith in Christ, we've been born again, born anew, brought from death, spiritual separation from God into life, right? So he's given us new birth into a living hope. That word living is important. In New Testament terms, it means it's vibrant, it's ongoing, it's not fading, it's not growing weaker. If anything, it's growing stronger. It's an ongoing, continuous hope that never disappoints us. In New Testament terms, in in biblical terms, the word hope is confidence. We have confidence in God. We have a living confidence in God. We wake up every day knowing this is the day the Lord has made. I am a child of God through Christ. God is my Father. I have confidence in His promises, in His presence, in His goodness, in His power. So we have new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, Peter says. Peter's kind of saying the death of Jesus is awesome, but what what really ultimately gives the death of Jesus power is the fact that he didn't stay dead. He didn't stay in the grave. He conquered death, demonstrating his authority and, and rule over all things. And so we know, we know that we know that we know that because Jesus demonstrated his power over death, that underscores the authenticity of every other promise he's made. And then Peter goes on and he says, and into an inheritance. So we have been given new birth into this living hope and into an inheritance that can never perish. It's not going to go away. It's there. It's solid. It's reserved. It will never spoil. It will never fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven. Jesus talked about 
in, in the Sermon on the Mount. He said, don't store up treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy. Store up treasures in heaven where nothing, uh, no, there is no rust. There's no destruction. Nothing's going to tamper it, okay? So, so Peter says we have an inheritance from God, and it's in heaven. And then he adds these amazing last two words. It's kept in heaven, and he says, for you. For you, as a child of God, you have an inheritance. Now, what is that inheritance? Dude, I, I, I'm not going to pretend to have that figured out. Here's what I know. If I was an heir of a multi-billionaire here on earth, I'd be pretty stoked, right? Wow, look at all the stuff he has. Look at all the money he has. Look, I'm going to be set, man. You know, that, that would be the mindset. Well, do you think God has a little bit more than that billionaire? I mean, he owns the universe. He spoke the universe into existence. And so I'm not 100% sure what all the details of being an heir of God entails, but I have no doubt it's going to blow being an heir of a billionaire away. I mean, and, and and Peter says here that all of that has been kept in heaven for you, okay? Now, now what that means is for you who are a child of God, for you who are in Christ, it's waiting for you, man. It's there. It's awesome. So while we walk through life on this side of heaven, we have all of God's promises that are for his children. He is with us. He is in us. We can do all things through Christ. We don't have to be afraid because the Lord our God is with us wherever we go, right? All of those things, the, the promise of the Spirit testifying and encouraging us every step of the way. And then we have this promised inheritance as God's kids in heaven. Now, I think it's important to note that when Peter wrote his letter, he wrote it to a group of Christians who were suffering, who were being persecuted, who likely were being executed at times for their faith. It was it was a brutal time. And Peter's saying, look, man, you hang in there. You keep your eyes on the big prize. You keep your eyes on the big picture. Yep, life is hard, but God is good. Always remember this, friends, whenever you face hard times in this world, for the Christian, this world is as bad as it gets because everything gets better when we step into eternity. For the non-believer, this world is as good as it gets because they are perishing. And when they step into eternity, they're stepping into a Christless eternity, an inheritance-less eternity. There is no inheritance for people who don't know Christ. There's no hope. There's no living hope for them. Their hope is fading because it's tied to this world that is fading away. But our hope is living. Dude, that is awesome. So listen, as a child of God, you've been brought into his family. He loves you. All of his promises, no matter what they are, just Google God's promises, okay? And look at a list of 100 and read them. In Christ, all of them are yes for you. All of them. And you have the Spirit of God living inside of you that testifies every minute of every day that you are his child and that opens the door for you to come right into his presence as your father, as your daddy, and share life with you. And you have an inheritance that will not spoil or fade, a living hope that is growing stronger to look forward to every day and an eternity to step into that is going to be unimaginably awesome. This is why Paul said to live is Christ. To live is to enjoy the benefits and the blessings of serving and knowing and walking with Jesus this side of heaven. But to die, Paul said, is gain. Woo! That's awesome. I hope you know Jesus is your Savior. I hope you've received him, man. If you haven't, I want to encourage you uh, to reach out to me 
I would love to help you do that, okay? Pastor Brad at AOL.com. Pastor Brad at AOL.com. And uh, man, we'll help you take that step right into a relationship with Jesus. So we're going to close this out with another headbanging Christmas tune. This is the final track from Have a Metal Christmas. This is my 80s metal rendition of the classic Christmas tune. Up on the rooftop.
All right. Hey, man, thanks so much for hanging out with me on this podcast. I hope you really enjoyed it, and I hope it totally rocked you up for Jesus. As we wrap things up here, let me quickly say, if you dig what I'm doing, man, and you're blessed by the music, the podcast, the teaching videos, etc., and you want to support this ministry, this mission to reach classic metalheads for Jesus, I want to invite you to head over to my Patreon page and learn how your just couple dollars a month will make a huge difference in this ministry. And also about some amazing exclusive benefits that you'll receive in exchange for your support. The link to my Patreon page will be at the very top of the show notes. So head over there, check it out, learn about it, pray about it, and whatever you decide, man, God bless you. And thanks for being part of the Pastor Brad Rocks family, man. Remember to like, share, subscribe, leave comments, all those things that helps the show to grow. Really appreciate it. Stop by PastorBradRocks.net sometime. Over there, you can learn all about the ministry, the music, get some free uh, music downloads, all kind of cool stuff. Also, if you're interested in following Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, best decision you'll ever, ever, ever make, promise bar none. You can learn about that over at PastorBradRocks.net as well, or leave a comment here. I'll get back with you. Shoot me an email at PastorBrad at AOL.com. Yes, I still use AOL. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with me, man. Until next time, keep your eyes on Jesus. God bless you. Pastor Brad, out.